here to uh, everyone listening on WBCQ, International Shortwave on 7490. Hey, you're listening to uh, music, 60s music. This is our pre-show amateur radio roundtable. It's a show about ham radio. It's going to start in about 20 minutes. Uh, prior to the show starting, we always run some 60s music for about 30 minutes, so uh, hopefully you enjoy the music. If you're out there on a podcast and you don't like the music, 
uh, just uh, fast forward in about 30 minutes to where the show starts and you can pick up Amateur Radio Roundtable. Uh, we do this so we can fill our two-hour time slot on WBCQ shortwave radio. So uh, good afternoon and good evening to everybody out there and I uh, hope you enjoy the program.
Hey, if you're tuned in, you're listening to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about uh, shortwave and ham radio. And uh, we've got some pre-music, pre-show music going right now, uh, playing 60s music. Uh, the show will start probably in about 10 minutes, so uh, stick with us if you can. Uh, if you, hey, if you don't want to hear the music and you're listening on a podcast and you don't want to hear the music, just fast forward in to 30 minutes uh, into the uh into the audio podcast, and that's where the show starts. Uh, we're glad to have you tonight, and uh, maybe we'll see you here in a few minutes. Stick around with us. You're listening on WBCQ, International Shortwave, and uh, that's coming to you out of uh, Monticello, Maine. Yeah, Monticello, Maine.
All right, and I will say hello and welcome to everybody out there. You're watching and listening to Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio, amateur radio, and we also uh, have shortwave listeners on here. We're so glad to have you tonight, and especially if you're listening out there on International Shortwave on WBCQ, you're listening on uh, 7490, and uh, we, uh, we're glad you've tuned in with us. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed some of the pre-show music that we play every uh, every week right before the show. If you want to join our show live, you can join us on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on W5KUB.com. And we have a chat room there where you can get in there and you can chat with us directly and talk with other people that are watching the show, just like you. And uh, we do have several people out there that take uh, advantage of our audio-only podcast. We're out there on nearly every podcast carrier. Uh, this is not an updated list by any means. We've run out of room on it, but uh, we're on all the uh, all the big uh, uh, podcast carriers, such as uh, iNet Radio and and uh, iTunes and uh, what's that? Google Play and just all the all the all of them out there. So uh, we hope. Uh, and if you're hey, if you're out there listening on on the uh, audio webcast, uh, audio podcast, uh, send us an email to Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. We'd like to hear from you, where you are in the world, and and and, and um, just tell us how you're hearing the station and all that. Um, if you will, if you have not joined our Facebook group, join our Facebook group. It's just called W5KUB. It's a simple way to get into it. Uh, or you can type in Amateur Radio Roundtable. That's the long name, but... Just do a search on uh, Facebook for W5KUB, and we'll uh, we'll sign you up as a member instantly there. We'll be glad to have you. We've got over 13,000 hams in that group now, hams and shortwave listeners, and uh, it's growing uh, all the time, so we'd love to uh, have you there. Uh, also, it's going to help us out a whole lot. The subscribe button is down there in that left. Uh, is that the left or the right corner? That's the right corner. Just hit that subscribe button down there, and uh, that helps us to, uh, well, it helps YouTube to, uh, you know, advertise our show to people that are looking for uh, similar uh, topics. Let's uh, bring in about 20% of our viewers each week, so please hit that subscribe button there. All right. Oh, man, it's been a, a tough week or two. Uh Man, our weather here changes every day. One day it'll be 45 degrees. Uh, the next day it'll be, you know, 75 degrees. We've had rain. We've had dry. I don't know, man. My sinuses are killing me. My headache. I mean, it's terrible. I know we got Doc in here. Maybe Doc can prescribe something to make me get over this stuff. Man, I've had it for a couple weeks. Let me give you an update on Kathy. Of course, two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, this Last Friday, uh, Kathy had uh, a hip replacement. She had her hip uh, uh, put in. She's now the bionic woman with the metal hip in there, and uh, uh, she's doing pretty good. She's uh, in in uh, physical therapy, and she's you know she's walking around uh, with a walker and trying to build up a little strength there. She still has some uh, pain and aches there, but uh, it's it's coming around slowly. She's getting around and doing doing things that she wants to do. Can't drive yet, so. I'm taking her to all of her uh, PT and to her doctor appointments, those kind of things, because uh, uh, 
that uh, that leg may not work the brake very well. So we got to get that leg working first uh, before we let her start driving. So anyway, uh, that's kind of the status of some of the things going on around here. Uh, let's check in with Glenn and see how Glenn's doing. Uh, uh, Glenn, you got anything going at your house? Yeah, um, we're in the process of um, researching for the, the new book. Um, seems like I'm just constantly doing one. Um, have de decided that this next book, we're going to include some Bluetooth projects and some uh, um, e-paper, e-ink display type projects. So I've been figuring um, how to work with the e-ink displays and with the, uh, the Bluetooth stuff. So that's that's going to be a big part of the next book, I think, is uh, moving into that area of the Arduino. Well, that's great, man. Keep those books coming, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you get a lot of neat stuff in here. Uh, I built several of your projects uh, from one of your books and uh, had fun doing it. Uh, oh, let's see. Hey, oh, there it is. Rick, uh, WA4NVM joined us. Now, he joined late. It is 8.07. I'm going to put down... Five demerits for uh, Rick there for joining late. So, uh, Rick, I don't, know, I don't know if you're listening to the audio yet, but you just got five demerits there, Rick. All right. <laughs> now well, now you know why I'm here every week and on time. I can't afford those Glenn demerits. Is on, Glenn is on time all the time now because he knows he don't want to get those demerits, man. It, yeah, it, I know. I, I, know, mean, you know, I know the price. Once, but, uh, uh, once you get, you know. X number of demerits, so we, we don't know what the penalty is going to be, but it's surely going to be something. Hey, Glenn may have to give me one of his radios. That Maybe that's what we'll do right there. No. No? No, okay. that, that's not going to happen. No, I got all brand new ones, man. Yeah. You've already got all the ones I got. You just yeah. win them at a ham fest. Well, I got to earn you know, them. You know what? Yeah, hey. Hey, I won another radio at the Ham Fest here this weekend. This I know it. That's what I'm saying. You won oh, yeah. another one. Yeah, I won that little, that 80 watt two meter at 2980. Yeah. I, is it a Yeezy 2980? Yeah. yeah, I ain't got it yet. Rick's got it stashed away somewhere. Rick's in the chat room, and uh, Rick, if I don't get that radio in the next, I'm gonna set a time frame here. If I don't get it in the next six months, you're gonna get some more demerits. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, hey, man. Oh, oh, man. Oh. Uh, Talking about ham fest. Let's talk ham fest for a few minutes here. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Coulter called me today. I talked with Michael. Michael is the official spokesperson and a board member for uh, uh, the uh, Dayton Amateur Radio Club and, and, and a yeah. big big guy in a you know with the uh, with the uh, ham fest and everything and. I broke the news to him today that I wasn't going up there. He said, well, you know, a lot of people might be a little disappointed, and I, I, I'm i sure they will be. I'm a little disappointed we're not going, but, man, we, we've gone 40 straight years. We've webcasted it almost 20 straight years, um, and it just turned into major work. Uh, we almost didn't have three minutes for lunch when we do a webcast. It was very expensive. It would cost us two and three thousand dollars to go. And hey, I'm getting old. It's a long ways up there, man. It's a you know, it's a thousand miles round trip. And uh, you know, I'm just thinking, uh, you know, uh, let the new guys go, let the older hands go that uh, can still get up there. And uh, I'm just going to sit back this year and uh, not go. But we are. We will continue. We will always do the Huntsville Ham Fest. We'll always give prizes away, and we'll always webcast the Huntsville Ham Fest. 
That's coming up in about four months. It, it'll be here before you know it, man. But hey, yeah, you're going to you're going to Dayton. You're gonna you're gonna do a forum, right? That's right. But you know, here you don't go, and that's the year I do a forum. But uh, yeah, we're yeah. scheduled to do um, an Arduino forum at nine fifteen on Saturday morning. I think Bill Brown has a Pico Balloon forum on Friday. Don't know the time on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this will be my first forum at Dayton. I'm really excited and getting that put together. Um, the only downside is I'm going to be driving to Dayton this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the downside. And, uh, that, yeah. I That's... flew last year, and that was definitely worth it. But this year, um, I've decided I'm going to be driving. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that, there's – and I'm probably going to be – I'm not sure if I'm going to be by myself or not yet, but it's, you know, 50-50 at this point. Hopefully not, but uh, that's a long drive. It it really is, and uh, yeah. somebody noticed the chat room. Your uh, your audio is your audio is about ten seconds uh, later than your your video. And in fact, that's well, what I was just looking at here on the on yeah, Skype. Yeah, it's on your end, not on mine. Yeah, I was just looking at Skype here to see if uh, there's one little thing. If it's turned off, it will do that, but uh, it's turned on. So I don't know well, why you, it's doing you it. You just got me in Japanese mode tonight for the, you know, Godzilla yeah, and Rodan yeah, movies. Yeah, kind of like a Godzilla, well, like one of those monster movies, you know. Hey, yeah. next week, I think we're going to try some next week. Next week, I'm going to go back to that Melon app, and I'm going to get rid of, uh, not get rid of, but just not use our our uh, our our Telestream uh, wirecast here that we normally use. It doesn't have quite as many bells and whistles, but it's a lot simpler to use, and Everything is stored. Uh, everything is stored on the cloud. In other words, I'm bringing you in here to my home and then sending you back out. Uh, right. But with the with the Melon app that we're going to use next week, you're on the cloud. So people see you. You don't come to me first and me send it back out. And um, uh, I think well, it's got. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm surprised it's just a 10 second delay from Mississippi to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, it should be a three year, four year delay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're about 20 miles from me, and and I, I I'm not sure what the speed limit is down here for for. Well, the speed of light is is different down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's see what's going on in the chat room here real quick. Um, uh, let's see here. They're just talking about me being out of sync and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten seconds. Sound is faster than light. Yeah. UHF, I might have to try that. Uh, so uh, hopefully I'll be doing some UHF stuff here soon. Uh, I've got, hey, hey guys, uh, speaking of the UHF, I've uh, got the, um, you know, we've got the satellite system pretty much set up here. We're running that SAT box, that SAT box that somebody, one of our viewers put me on. I really like it. I got the uh, elevation azimuth Yezu rotors that the SAT box will control. And uh, Rick, uh, in the chat room, WA4NVM has fixed me up with the with the uh, M square satellite antennas. I don't know what you call them. They're the, they're the cross antennas. They got circular polarization or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I just got to get the antennas and the rotor out there on the mast, and uh, I got to round up some help here. So uh, I'm looking for anybody in the chat room here that wants to come and help put up the satellite antennas. Come on down. And uh, I can probably get you something like a, a Hostess cupcake and maybe a maybe a Diet Coke. 
you know, if you if you oh, come Oh man, down. if you don't order pizza, I'm not in. Well, you know, I may have one in the freezer. I I I I'll <laughs> have I'll have Kathy fix a pizza for everybody. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Mark, she'll kill Mark you for says that. she can help virtually. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to get Mark in here to, to help with that. Um Okay, hey, I've got hey, they're talking about a swap meet here. And he says in Wallcat, but that's not Wallcat. I think it's in Walcott. And uh, here it is right here. Let me see if I, I got them right here. Let's just bring these ham fests up. While we're talking about ham fest, so let me see if I got a piece of paper here. Yeah, yeah I think my next one's just going to be dated. up I here. Need to, but this is going to be. And relax. Yeah, guys, this is coming up soon. Well, no, this is October. That's day in the park in October. This is day in the park. Uh, Glenn, I, Glenn will probably be there. You want to meet? Glenn? Oh, I definitely I, will be there, and I'll be doing yeah. an Arduino. And I, I might even come down to this. It's going to be close, close by. But uh, hey, uh, day in a uh, day in a radio day in a park, man. ATF stations are going to be set up. They're going to serve lunch. What kind of lunch are we going to have? Uh, I don't know. When we did it four years ago, um, what was we it? fixed up barbecue. Yeah, I think I remember that. That was pretty good. Card yeah. checking and then available. Of course, we're also going to have a. Uh, Tailgate. A flea market swap area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so free entry, a, free entry for the door prizes, all that. You know. Yeah, we're gonna have a boatload of door prizes. Yeah, so, so it's gonna be. A, that's I think October. last time we gave away like four thousand dollars in door prizes. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, October fourteenth. Man, come on down for that. And let's see, we got another one here coming up. The one that we're talking about in Walcott. Let me check this out. Walcott. I don't know if you can read that or not. It's kind of crinkled up here. Uh, you can either. You can either read it there, or you can, you can. Uh, yeah, that's you, Crowley's you, Ridge you State it, Park. Or you can read it right here. You know, hey, that's almost as good. But let's do let's do this. Let's put it back like this. There we go, magic. Okay, so this yeah. is a swap fest. This is uh, on the ridge. That's Crowley's Ridge. Uh, yeah, Crowley's Ridge State Park in Walcott, and uh, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, April 22nd. Man, that is coming up. Woo. Yeah, that's, that's like this four weekend. Days. Four days it's going to be here. I don't think I'm going to get up here. It's a little bit further than I thought it was. That's that's way up past Jonesboro. But I'm going to tell yeah. you, if you're in, in southern Missouri or anywhere over there, maybe even Illinois, uh, maybe even western Tennessee up here, you might might shoot over to the uh, first annual swap fest there on Crowley's Ridge. Free admission, talk in on 14661. Uh, they're going to have some tailgating there, and uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be probably a, a good little get-together. This is the first annual one, so that is going to be kind of cool right there. All right, so we got those out of the way. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to be home working on the pool and stuff like that. The pool is finally fixed, so now I just got to get it clean, and then I can start working on the cobweb to get it fixed, so I'm Get that back on HF. Yeah, I see Rick. Rick in the chat room he says, "Is that a hint to bring your radio?" Well, well, and work. Well, maybe to work. Uh, I can do without the radio for a while, Rick. If you want to use the radio, use it. And uh, uh, I, can, I can do. I got too many. I got too many radios right yeah, now. Yeah, he wins too many radios at Hamfest. He doesn't need that out, one. I got to figure out what what I want to do. You know, I might put that in the car. You know, yeah, I might put that in back in the car. I don't. Let's see. Yeah, and uh, Memphis Barbecue. Larry in the chat room is saying it's also a Poda Park for the Crowley's Ridge. Oh yeah, campus. yeah, that would that would be good. That'd be good. 
Well, Memphis Barbecue. Uh, I don't know that you'll have Memphis Barbecue down there in uh, uh, in your park. Uh, what is it? What no, we have members of the club that that do barbecue. That do their own so barbecue. it'll be club member fixed. Yeah. Now is that as good as? Uh, oh, it was quite good last time. It was time. pretty good. I remember that. Yeah. It yeah. was really good. Yeah. I may have some pictures from last. Uh, uh, the last one you had in there. I, I may yeah, try to pull The weather those was out. perfect. Everything was perfect that weekend. Yeah. It was it was really fun. I'll try to pull those out maybe in uh, before uh before uh, your your radio day in a park we'll we'll look at some of the pictures. All right. So uh hey uh um Rich, That's the one Rich? you also had the drone footage. Oh from. yeah, yep, yep, we did. We did. Rich Mollison from CQ might pop in with us uh, in a little while. We missed him uh, at the end of the month. Uh, I think we did, didn't have a show at the end of the month. Maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, I may have been out of town or something, and we didn't have a show. But Rich well, you is going to try. two out of the last three we weeks. We skipped two. We skipped two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, help me out here, guys. Everybody out there listening right now, I'm, I'm trying to determine how long we amateur rodeo roundtable has been on nine years now. We we hit the nine year mark. We've done pretty good about being consistent. I know lately we missed two out of three weeks, but uh, I bet you we haven't missed more than about two or three weeks each year. Uh, so I think we've got a good good record now. Here's where I need your help, guys. All you guys out there in the chat room. I need your help for content. If you guys have got some content or you got something you built and you want to show it or you want to talk about it, please send me an email and come on the show so uh, so we can get you on here and we can have some more content. Uh, and uh, we're you know looking for anything electronics, shortwave, ham radio related. You know. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's check in the chat room out here. Okay, um, so uh, let me look at my list here. Some things I, I jotted down tonight that I wanted to talk about. Mm. Well, anyway, oh, so so uh, Michael Coulter called me, and you know I explained to him that you know I guess it's time for me kind of to drop out of the the Dayton deal. I've been going for forty years, and it's getting really tiring. And uh, you know, hey. I'm still seeing the same things up here I saw 40 years ago, so I've seen everything, what, 40 Yeah, just times? on different tables. It's just on different tables. Uh, this last year I went up here, I didn't really see anything I wanted. I, I probably didn't spend 25 cents on bringing something back. And, you know, uh, when when we were talking about the two or $3,000 per trip cost, man, just think how many times, if I had not gone, I could have took that two or $3,000 and bought me maybe a, a new amplifier or a new radio or Something like that, you know. But instead, yeah, but how I, many instead, amplifiers and radios do you need? Uh, well, a few. Uh, instead, <laughs> I usually come back. The, the biggest thing I have bought up there over the last ten years, most years, is a little package of heat shrink tubing. That's usually what I buy, and what I bring back. And of course, I always use up all the small stuff, and I never use the big stuff. But uh, I found that uh, hey. Harbor Freight is it, man? I can go to Harbor Freight. Yes. I can go to Harbor Freight and pick up uh, a heat shrink tubing. You know. Mm -hmm. Hey, just I don't know if you guys know Ron Kramer. Ron Kramer was, I think, the president or something of the Ham Club, the, the Dayton Ham Club. 
he was big uh, the last few years uh, with the uh, with Hamvention, uh, Ron Kramer, and he he uh, has been making it to uh, to Orlando. He's been making it down to Huntsville. Well, Ron uh, Ron passed away a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm not sure what happened, but it was fairly sudden. He he got sick uh, pretty quick. I think he was on a ventilator for about five days, and and then he just he just died. So I'm not sure if it was anything related to COVID or or what it was. I haven't really found out yet. But uh, Ron was a good old guy, and uh, we really enjoyed uh, seeing Ron, talking with Ron, and and visiting with him. So just want to let you guys know that in case uh, uh, in case you knew Ron Ron Kramer uh, there at Dayton. Uh, so let's see what's going on here. Uh, didn't cover it. Let's see. Yeah, Rich, uh, thank you, uh, Rich, and we thank you for watching, man. Hey, Hambot is still around. In fact, Hambot has been improved. I just got a, a an email this week from our one of our members, our developer of Hambot, and uh, he's even made it better. Uh, so, but we're not going to upgrade uh, the new uh, uh, Hambot software probably until we get close to. Uh, to um, the Huntsville Ham Fest, but uh, he's put a lot of improvements in it, and uh, you know that was all developed in house. And Hambot, you know, when we first started doing Hambot, I was a little leery. You know, do, you know, do I want to mess with something here? It might take more time, or or you know, how's this thing going to really work? But man, once we started using it, it it took the place of two or three people. It kept records. Uh, it it. Randomly picked people. Uh, I mean, it did everything, man. You know, it had the database. Uh, it did everything. QRZ lookup. It was really automated, and it really did make things a lot smoother for us. So we we're so happy about Hambot and um, uh, how he has grown over the years. And let's see, Hambot. Let's see if Hambot. Here's Hambot. Why is Hambot not playing? Well, he's playing. Yeah. You had to wake him up. Well, he probably needs a little WD-40 on him, but uh, there's, there was a, there was Hambot right there. Uh, but we're real proud of Hambot. He has really done a good job. And, you know, we have been in a couple different chat rooms uh, over the years, and uh, we developed uh, Hambot to work in a true IRC. Uh, yeah, there's Rich. We, we developed Hambot to work in a true IRC uh, chat room. And uh, if, if you remember, the, one of the IRC chat rooms we were in, the guy went crazy and canceled everybody. And, and that, that, channel, that, that chat room just basically went dead. And uh, so we were lucky we did it. We tried, we tried going to the YouTube chat room, but the YouTube chat room, Hambot won't work on the YouTube chat room. Uh, he can't pick names. He can't pick random names. Uh, there's all kinds of problems. We didn't have control over the chat room like we do with uh, Hambot. So we're sticking with our own chat room, uh, IRC chat room, and you know I think it's uh, it's worked out for the best. And there may be one or two people that don't like it, and and you know we'll say, why don't you get on a YouTube chat room? Well, you know, everybody has their own uh, thoughts. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, Hey, uh, we just got joined by Rich. Hey, Rich. Uh, hey, man, you got here sooner than I thought. How you doing? Hi there. I'm good. Oh, yeah. um, Let me get you a picture. Am I off camera there? 
Yeah, I mean, you a little bit. I'm going to try to bring you in here. There you go. I got you in here, man. Okay. Very oh. good. I'm kind of so off we're, balance here. Yeah, we're kind of all I'm messed up on dates and times and meetings and stuff, but uh, maybe we'll get back in sync here uh, yeah. uh, pretty soon. I'm trying to figure out if my uh, – I'm getting static on my – yeah, let me. I'm gonna reduce your picture just a little bit. I'm gonna reduce your picture. Let's see. Well, well, let's see. Okay. Well, I'm missing the top of your head. I think the AirPods are working I'm missing now. The top can, of your head. Let me back up a little bit here. Yeah, that'll help a little bit. All right. Are we having audio problems, too? I'm, I'm wondering if the audio is in sync with you tonight. Uh, say something to me there, Rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm using my AirPods, and I was just getting a lot of static in them, and I don't know why, and they huh. now seem to be fine. Yeah. Let me check one thing here real quick. Okay. I'm going to check one thing. Well, that looks like that is working. Okay. All right. All right. Come on. Boy, things are slow tonight. Okay. Everything is real slow. Anyway, we're going to have to live with it tonight. We're going to try. Next week, we're going to go back to our Melon app. Uh, you may have been on it once before with us, but uh, it's just an app that you, it won't be Zoom. It'll just be a, a browser uh, that you'll use. Well, anyway, hey, man. Oh. Uh, so we missed you last uh, week or two, and a lot of that was our fault. A lot of that was our fault. So, uh, what? Uh, hey, what can you tell us tonight about this month or next month? Or you want to wait till next? You want to tell us later and in, in a week or two, but uh, next month? And, yeah, I'll tell you about this month now, and yeah. then I'll tell you about May, the usual time. Yeah. So, um, the April issue of CQ has got a lot of. Uh, very topical stories. Uh, we've uh, start out with the. Uh, this is something that you might be uh, familiar with. Also, the bottle cap balloon brigade mystery. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, question of whether one of the unidentified objects shot down by uh, our air force back in, I guess, February was uh, actually an amateur radio balloon mm -hmm. flying around the world by the Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do uh, have a article on that. We talked to the folks in the Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, uh, talked to your frequent guest, Bill Brown, WB8ELK, mm -hmm. and uh, some other folks, and uh, just get a lot of information together on... Uh, that situation, and and of course, since this is a ham radio magazine, on what's the in the payload, how it works, and stuff like that, the technical parts of. Oh well, yeah, hey, um, hey, and while you're we're mentioning, much more hey, interested hey, in that than hey, the Rich. political parts. And, and while you mention that, Rich, let me let me. I got a little ten second clip here that goes right along with that. You won't hear the audio, but it's got some really exciting audio with it. Okay. Yeah, now what Tom isn't mentioning is that they also were holding up a sign. 
aim here and they were trying to catch the missile in a net because they they wanted the technology in that all right we're we're back i just wanted to see that 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 that, that was filmed right near the time they shot the other one down uh-huh. <laughs> well it's you know always good to have up to the minute footage uh yeah live action yeah so um moving on from that we we go from um ants to uh an interview with chat gpt the artificial intelligence program on the future of ham radio uh fascinating interview really is uh jim milner wb2rem who is a, a frequent contributor he's a uh psychologist and uh, he's he wrote about artificial intelligence and amateur radio in cq back in i think it was 2019 um more of a, a theoretical article at that point and so he's following it up with an actual interview with the chat gpt app um which is kind of scary because it's uh the answers that it comes up with he even gets it to write a poem about ham radio which is really good <laughs> but it's it's kind of scary yeah. um because it's it's so good i question some of the supposed facts that uh, the robot has come up with but that's because it does its research on the internet and uh you gotta deal with what you got there also in the news recently, we've had uh, some earthquakes and uh, our investigative reporter, Sherlock, has uh, investigated seismic signals below one hertz and shows us how he has built his uh, own seismometer that he has in his basement and uh, how you could do one, too. So this is... This got is the, uh... This is less than one hertz? Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's see what the wow. frequency of the detector is 0.25 hertz, which is a period of four seconds. It's good for filtering out local noise and detecting earthquakes. Huh. Wow. Uh, I, I to detect these signals as a detector, a DC amplifier, and a recorder. And for the detector, he uses a swinging garden gate three feet long hanging on a nail point swinging at the base on a knife edge um so it's actually very cool stuff um being april we have the results of the uh, 2022 cq worldwide dx single sideband contest and the rules for the 22nd annual cq worldwide fox hunting weekend which will be this year on the weekend of May 13th and 14th. Um, back to current stuff, we have a first look at the ICOM IC905, which is uh, a new radio that ICOM is introducing that is, is a commercial radio for the microwave bands. It uh, operates on uh, well, two meters and 440, but its, it's focus is uh, 23 centimeters, 2.4 gigahertz, and 5.6 gigahertz right out of the box. And you can get a uh, transverter for 10 gigahertz if you uh, want to do that. Um, 
one of the really cool things is that it uses power over Ethernet. And uh, you can, the, the RF module for this radio goes outside right at the antenna. And all of the signals and everything else, including the power, are carried over a uh, Ethernet cable. So it's, it's really cool. It's also the subject of my editorial for the month because uh, I really think that this is the first step toward um, encouraging much greater use of our microwave allocations, uh, which is very important because if we don't use them, we're going to lose them. And there's a lot of competition out there for them. And basically, the main point of my editorial is the IC706 25 years ago was a revolutionary radio in the in two ways it brought six meters two meters and 440 uh, multi-mode into a regular hf radio but it also created the portable hf radio industry um and it's, it's a whole sub industry within amateur radio of all of this gear now that is available for going out in the field with an HF rig and a portable antenna. And you've got all the ODAs that would not have existed without this radio because it made it readily available to the average ham. And I think the 905 has the potential to do the same thing for our 2.4 and 5.6 gigahertz bands where we really need to get more activity and more operation going. There's all sorts of cool propagation to be found on those bands too. Um, <clears throat> speaking of uh, taking stuff out in the boonies with your radio, we've got two pieces this month on different approaches to winter field day. Um, our QRP columnist, K8SMA, goes uh, out camping with, uh, actually, I don't know, he didn't go camping this time. This time he operated from the back of his truck. That's right. Uh, he went camping last year. And with his uh, FT817, which was uh, introduced kind of in parallel with the 706 a little bit later, but uh, that also helped popularize portable operation uh, back in the 90s. Um, so he operated Winter Field Day that way. And then uh, we also have, I can find it here, of a, what did I do with him here? There we go. Uh, W4FSV on a vintage winter field day where he operated with uh, tube gear from the 50s and 60s. We also, of course, since it's April, have Professor Heiseluf joining us. And his topic this year is emergency power generation systems using starchy tuber arrays. Wow. So you can think about that a little bit and uh, see where it'll, where it'll take you. And... Uh, it's a very tasty article. <laughs> um, along the same lines, we've got uh, a CQ Classic from 1991 by NR5Q called The Concentric Yagi. Um, very, very interesting antenna article that came back to my attention after one of our readers contacted us and said that he had remembered to see it, but had never seen anything else on this antenna and this, this antenna design and wondered why. 
So we decided to bring the antenna article back again. We've also got a piece by K6CTW on learning Cyrillic Morse code. I don't know how many Tell of me our what that listeners is. are aware. What is that? There are, is a, a version of Morse code that matches up with the Cyrillic alphabet, which is used by Russia, Ukraine, and mm. all the, the um, similar countries with similar languages uh, based on Russian, and they use that same alphabet, the Cyrillic alphabet. And there are different characters that are not in the Roman alphabet. So there are special Morse code characters for uh, all of those characters. And uh, Ken K6CTW has a uh, article about a program you can use to learn all those special characters and to use them in, in CUSOs with stations in Eastern Europe. In our maths notes column this month, WA2NDM has a universal AM modulator, which is a very interesting topic. Our emergency communications column is about collaborative work between the different uh, major MCOM organizations within amateur radio or using amateur radio, um, Aries, Skywarn, Mars, um, Saturn, Races, so they're uh, how they they interrelate with each other. In kit building, KZRONEB has a column titled "Updates, Antennas, and Tools." Oh my! So uh, don't see the Wicked Witch, but uh, you never know. Oh wait, there's a flying monkey. Goes along with your ants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But as Joe's columns are always very interesting reading. In our learning curve column, um, KO0Z is writing about uh, the 3Y0J Bouvet Island expedition um, from a from the perspective of a, a newer ham. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> the May issue will have a first person report from one of the participants in the program. Um, in the expedition on uh, that whole operation there. In uh, the Analog Adventures column, AL7AJ writes about ye old octopus curve tracer. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're familiar with that, you will enjoy it. And if you're not familiar with it, you'll still enjoy it because it's good writing. Yeah. In our awards column, uh, KF4KWR looks at the World Castles Award. All the uh, various Otis, this will, is going to be uh, castles on the air. Um, and that's what the, the basis is for this award. In our DX column, we profile the Carolina DX Association, one of the premier DX clubs in the East. And uh, our contesting column, N3QE talks about after the contest, um, basically how to get your logs in order to be submitted and, and have the least trouble possible with the robots on the receiving end, uh, bouncing it for various errors, not in terms of operating, but in terms of log keeping. So it's a very helpful column. And uh, in our propagation column, of course, we look at April propagation. This being interesting month, being uh, the we're still in equinoctial propagation. 
which is uh, neither summer nor winter. And the conditions are kind of uniform on both sides of the equator because we're in the equinoctial period and that helps to enhance uh, DX. And of course, the very surprising strength of cycle 25 or surprising to some people, not to uh, one solar physicist in particular, who's the topic of my May editorial, Scott McIntosh, um, is uh, surprisingly strong and surprising a lot of people, except Scott. But we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks when uh, we look at the May issue. Let's, uh, the highlights of our April issue, there's even more in there. And uh, it is the digital edition is out now. Hopefully the uh, print edition will be on its way soon. Um, I'm pleased to say that our March print edition is finally on the move. It is uh, in the mail. Uh, we apologize to our print subscribers for the delay on that and hopefully get everything back on schedule very quickly. And uh, April should be following quickly behind. And uh, we still have our spring fever promotion going on. Uh, on our website, www.cq-amateur-radio.com. Uh, it's the best deal we offer each year and uh, it's worth checking out and getting uh, your best deal you can on a subscription to CQ, either print or digital um, or both. And while you're there, you can check out our various books and mm -hmm. videos and calendars. Our calendars still have uh, 11 months left on them. They run through next March. So you can still get uh, a good deal of daylight out of your calendars. And that's uh, basically it on uh, the April issue of CQ. All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, giving us all that info. And, uh, well, hey, we'll look forward to seeing you here again in a couple of weeks and talk about next month. I mean. You know, I, I see time's flying, but uh, we just kind of crunched all the time together here the last couple of weeks, right? So, anyway, hey, you talked about you talking about the parks on the air. Um, do you know is anybody working this Walmart parking lot on the air deal? I, have, you've heard about it, right? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. You heard haven't? About that one. Well, there was actually there was actually uh, activity going where people were trying to. Is it, it was Walmart parking lots on the air. So there are Walmarts just everywhere out there, and people would go set up right there in the parking lot and just think how many Walmarts you could work. So <laughs> that might be something you guys want to start covering in CQ. I don't know. What do you well, think? Somebody wants to write up an article on it, we'll take a look at it. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested. Does anybody, in, in anybody in the chat room, does anyone in a chat either. room know about Walmart? Walmart parking lots on the air. If you work the Walmart parking lot, let me know. Or if you've heard people working it, let me know in the chat room. Um, it may have fizzled out, but about a year ago or so, it was it was starting to get kind of popular. And, uh, well, you know, there's only so many parks, but there's a lot of Walmarts, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Worked all Walmarts award. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, Rich, thanks, man, so much for bringing that, that info to us. And we really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Glad I could join you yeah. even, uh, a couple of weeks later than usual. Well, that's, um, that's good, though. Glad to have you there. Um, okay. Stick around with us if you want to. We, we're going to talk about um, 
a little later here, we're going to talk a little about uh, our 112 balloon. It's now been flying for, uh, let's see, where's my, where's my picture here? Not there. Let's see, there we go. Yeah, you can see the you can see the flight path behind me there uh, of uh, one one W five KB one twelve is red, and the green is W five KB one thirteen. Uh, one twelve has now been up three hundred and ten days, and uh, one thirteen has now been flying a uh, hundred and ninety days, I think. And uh, we're going to talk a little about that. We got some problems coming up on 112, and uh, they're, they're kind of critical. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But first, let's take a quick break here, and we'll be right back, everybody. Got cabin fever? Look no further. Spring is in the air, and ICOM has just what you're looking for. We have top quality base stations, mobiles, and handhelds that are perfect for working your favorite bands. Want to catch a sneak peek? At our upcoming IC905 SHF release, see it at our booth at the Dayton Hamvention. ICOM's newest amateur FM transceiver is the IC V3500. With a compact body and simple interface, this radio is a must for those looking for a long-range mobile with a fresh look. The ICT10 is a rugged portable that meets or exceeds standard military testing. With an IP67 waterproof rating, the ICT-10 can withstand any field activities ahead. Hear transmissions and listen to FM broadcasts with the loud 1500 milliwatt speaker. The IC-7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various transceiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changes the way entry-level HF is designed. The IC705 is a perfect sidekick and QRP companion, base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package, covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs just over 2 pounds with an RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and the IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. The ID5100A is innovation in mobility taken to the next level. Designed from user input, the ID5100 offers an intuitive user interface experience with an industry-leading touchscreen display. The ID5100A is one of the most advanced dual-band mobiles on the market today. The ID52A is a VHF-UHF dual-bander with D-Star and FM dual mode functions and is the first handheld amateur audio transceiver with a full color 2.3 inch waterfall display. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex, repeater, regional, and worldwide calls over the D-Star internet gateway. Visit www.icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. All right, and we are back. And, uh, hey, I want to take this opportunity. We're about mid-show. Take this opportunity just to welcome everybody out there that's watching or, or listening. And uh, just, again, just uh, let everybody know if you're out there listening on WBCQ. Oh, you can hear us on WBCQ, International Shore Wave 7490 out of Monticello, Maine. 
And we're on uh, Thursday starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on WBCQ. So we're not live on WBCQ, but uh, we have a rebroadcast of our show on Thursday afternoons or evening at 5 p.m. That's on WBCQ. And uh, if you're out there listening, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com and tell us where you are and how you're hearing the station. Also, if you're out there, uh, you, you know, a lot of people, I'm starting to get some emails from people, and I would like an email from any podcast carry, uh, podcast listener out there. But we're carried on just about every podcast. You can download these or you can listen to it. Uh, you can stream it down and listen to it. Anytime, day or night, we're on all the, the big uh, podcast carriers from from Google Play to iTunes to uh, uh, iNet Radio. We're, we're everywhere there. Join our Facebook group. It's W5KUB, uh, over 13,000 hams in our Facebook group. Just going to search for W5KUB. And we also would like for you to, if you would, uh, hit the subscribe button tonight while you're on the YouTube channel there. If you will hit the subscribe button, uh, it should be, I'm going to point to, I'm going to help you out there. It should be right down here somewhere. So just uh, kind of look for that little subscribe thing down here and click on it. And it really helps us uh, a lot right there to uh, advertise our, our show. All right. So we've got that out of the way now. And uh, let's let me think what's going on here next. Uh, uh uh, let's see. Uh, uh, hey, you know, you know, guys. A few uh, well, a month or so ago, I built this little uh, this little retro call. We call it retro VFO. I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, let me see if I can get a camera on it here. And uh, I built it just because it looked neat. You know, uh, I'm not sure if I, how I'm going to use it, but let me see if I can get the camera on it here, uh, right there, and maybe right there. And uh, you can see the, the neat thing about this is it goes from 0.1 to 160 megahertz. And um, see if I can get it focused. Yeah. Anyway, that dial, you know, the, re the thing that made me want to build this was the dial is, we call it retro. If you look at this dial right here, it looks like mechanical wheels that are turning. And if you look at that, that is all software driven on the on the display there that uh, uh, makes it look mechanical. You know, you got a frequency readout at the top and then you can read it out in an analog scale here at the bottom. So that's kind of cool right there. So I built this up. It's really like a beautiful display. It, yeah, it's like a little signal generator. Uh, I've got a, I put me an RF output on here where I can crank the output up and down. Uh, I may use it as a VFO on some project we build here soon, maybe for the show. Maybe we build a little shortwave radio and we use this as a VFO uh, for it. So, uh, another little project I, I started on here uh, a while back was I, I needed, you know, when I was working with the trackers, uh, I needed to be able to measure power. And uh, I've got a spectrum analyzer. I've got a, a Rego uh, 815 spectrum analyzer, which does a very good job in measuring the power, even of a 5 milliwatt or a 10 milliwatt uh, transmitter. Uh, but I like the old analog stuff uh, a lot better, you know. And uh, instead of trying to read it out on a digital display and use all the extra stuff that the Rego had, uh, I... Uh, 
you know, I built this little uh, uh, QRP low power uh, watt meter here. And basically, it's real simple to build. It's just, I, I used a very sensitive meter. That's a 100 microamp meter I got out of the junk box. And uh, uh, it's basically, it's got a 50 ohm uh, dummy load in it. And uh, I put a switch on here with three variable uh, resistors. And what that's going to allow me to do is to calibrate it for three different ranges. Uh, so right now, I'm going to plug this in to... I'm, I'm gonna plug it into uh, uh, the little uh, VFR I got here. I'll show you how how it works here. Let's see. Let me get the cable here, and we're gonna we're gonna attach it right here to the output. There we go. Okay. Now, if you'll look at, let's see if I can kind of wonder if that'll work. Oh, that's not too good. Uh, so, uh, I haven't calibrated all three uh, power levels yet. I think I've just got 10 milliwatts cal uh, calibrated. So, uh, on a full scale, I calibrated it for 10 milliwatts. So, and I can turn the output here. Let's see if I can get it in the picture here. I can turn the output here, and I can reduce. If you notice, I can reduce the uh, output to what I want. So... Let me crank it up a little bit right here. There's a there's a 10 milliwatts, and I need it. I need a little bit more finer uh, pot in there. 10. Let's see. There's about up. Yeah. There's a there's about five milliwatts, and so forth. And uh, it's calibrated. At, that scale's calibrated up to 10 milliwatts right there. Uh, there's there's the maximum that my little uh, uh, VFO will put out is 10 milliwatts. Uh, and uh, it, in fact, it uses the very same output chip <coughs> as what we use in our uh, trackers here that that we fly. And uh, so I wanted something I could use to actually measure the output of this little tracker here instead of having to use the spectrum analyzer all the time. So anyway, that's just little projects uh, that have come together, a couple of different projects that have uh, kind of connected with each other, uh, uh, kind of fun in the shack here. Let me turn this off. All right, get that out of the way. All right. Uh, so let's see what we got else on our, what else we got in our thing here we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. Uh, I want to talk to you a minute about the comment here about 75KB112. <clears throat> Guys, it's only been this year that we have been able to uh, find a solution that will keep a balloon in the air. And once we found the right balloon, after, after many years of looking, uh, a lot of people are starting to fly it now, and, and everybody's getting great results with it. So this is, uh, this is let's see, I, I don't know, okay. If you look at this picture right here, you can see the red is 5KB112. And it's gone around the world, even though it's been up 300 and or something. Uh, it's, it's gone around the world about, I think, 10 or 13 times. I need to count. Uh, and the reason it hadn't done more is it took 72 days. It was flying 
high. It was flying so high when we launched it at about 51, 52,000 feet. There was no wind up there. And because there was no wind up there, it, it was moving only like one mile per hour. And you can't get very far very fast like that. It eventually made it all the way to Japan. And then it kind of did an unusual thing. It turned around and started going backwards. And it came all the way back past the United States. We thought, we thought that it was going to circumnavigate the Earth counterclockwise, which I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. So we were getting close. So we were about 9,000 miles uh, away from having a, a complete uh, circumnavigation uh, the wrong way. So uh, you can see there, and it looks like we've been over China maybe 10 times or so, you know. Now, if you look at, uh, if you look at uh, the green lines right there, the green lines are WKB-113, uh, which was launched 190 days ago. It started out flying in the, in the northern hemisphere, and it flew over China maybe four times or so. But then it, it, it turned south, and it crossed the equator. Again, this is very, very uncommon. Maybe one out of a thousand might do this. But it crossed the equator. And you can see where it's been flying. It's been flying down near Antarctica uh, ever since. So um, now we didn't expect it to go there. This was kind of an experimental uh, that we sent up. Uh, this one had extra. This one had extra solar panels on it at 45 degree angles to pick up low sun, because uh, the tracker. It won't transmit if the sun's below 20 degrees, 20 degrees elevation. The sun doesn't get up above 20 degrees. Uh, that flat solar panel will not power the tracker. But we launched it in the northern hemisphere. It's now summer up in the northern, and we have plenty of light. It, the sun always gets above 20 up there. Uh, but we, we did build this one with the 45-degree angles to pick up very low sunlight, like at, uh, at one degree uh, from the horizon, you know, from sun up to sunset. And the interesting thing is it, it went south and it went down toward Antarctica. Now, guys, in Antarctica, it's dark down there. It, it's, it's wintertime now. And I don't think the sun is ever going to get above maybe... 18 degrees, 15 degrees, maybe. Uh, so, but the fact that 113 is flying the modified solar panels, it can pick up, it can pick up the sun from one degree almost. And and so, we were lucky. We're flying down here and we're getting sun on the modified panels, so it's reporting all the time. Every 10 minutes, we're we're getting uh, we're getting some uh, reports. Let me go back and talk about 112 for a second. We've got some problems with 112. Uh, we thought about about a month and a half ago, we thought 112 went down because we didn't hear from it. We thought it went down. That's pretty common. So I turned off the tracking. I turned off the tracking, so we thought it was gone. Well, during that time, I was working with another ham here in our group to build a our own Google tracking map on our server. And it had 113 listed in there. And by accident, 112 
popped up on that map we were developing. And I said, holy moly, 112 is, uh, you know, 112 is flying. That was like a month later. So, so we looked at it. It was still flying. We got some position reports that's plotted. And then we didn't hear from it again for about seven days. It was completely quiet. And then we got one or two transmissions plotted out, and then it went quiet. And it's been quiet now for the last six days. We haven't heard from it for six days. I think it's flying because the altitude has, has not dropped any. So I think it's still flying. And we're going to have to count on position reports, maybe one or two position reports every every week or every 10 days or who knows. It, it may be 15 days before we get another another report. Now, this is Whisper. It's a weak signal propagation reporter. So we've got two things going on here. We've got two things going on. Uh, 112, since launch, we had a bug. We had a bug in the firmware, and that was causing it not to report regularly. It was missing transmissions, but we were getting, you know, three, four, five a day, so that was pretty good. But it's it's got that bug where it was missing some transmissions, and we don't know if that has gotten worse or not. The other thing that probably has happened now, if you remember how we construct these, we have a 20-meter antenna on here. One, one half the antenna goes up to the balloon, and the other half hangs below the balloon and just kind of blows in the wind. We do reinforce that the best we can, but after 300 days, it's very possible that we have lost the bottom half of our 20-meter antenna. Now, I did some testing here with just half the 20-meter antenna, and the signal is very, very weak. Uh, although people can pick it up. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing very, very weak signals. Only a couple of really powerful uh, whisper receiving stations have picked it up. Uh, and we're only getting just maybe one, one or two reports every week or so. Uh, as it flies over Africa and all the countries that are that have the word stand, you know, like Pakistan, uh, Ubekistan, uh, Stan, you know, all the stands. It's very hard to get a, even a good signal out of there. And uh, a lot of times we have to use a uh, SDR receiver remotely in those areas to listen. So we're not hearing it. We think last position, if you look at the map here, last position we, we, we heard it was right there uh, off the west coast going south of... Uh, south of uh, Alaska. So uh, we feel like by now it's already crossed the U.S., it's crossed the ocean. It's probably over Africa. It may be over the Middle East. It could be going through the stands. It may be hitting China. And we may not hear from it again until it gets back right about here where these powerful receiving stations here on the West Coast might pick it up again. So we may not hear from it for another 15 days. We got our fingers crossed. We think it's still flying. The altitude has not dropped on the, even the last, you know, usually if it's losing gas or something, the the altitude slowly starts dropping, and, and we see that. Uh, but in this case, we're not able to determine if that's the cause. But all indications are it's still flying at 47,000 feet. That's where it's been for 300 days. 
and uh, maybe when it gets back near, you know, over the Pacific, close to the U.S., we may pick it up again. So we're hoping, we're hoping to hit one year. We've got a goal that Huey, Dewey, and Louie are shooting for one year flight, and that's going to be that's 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 major. We're at 300 and, uh, 320 days, I think, now, or something like that. So we're trying to go for one year, but we're having transmitter problems and we're having antenna problems. Hopefully, we'll get a report occasionally just to let us know that it's still flying. So uh, that's what everybody needs to, uh, needs to know there. Uh, so if you look at... If you look at our website to track it, I can get our website to do something here. Boy, all my computers are real slow tonight. There we go. Come on, there we go. So you can see, you can see, well, you can't see. Let's see if this will do it. 311 days. One tool has been up 311 days. And then the other one's been up 194 days. So uh, that's where we are. That's where we are right now. And uh, we're we're hoping we can do the one-year mark. I don't know. We're hoping we can do the one-year mark. Hey, and if we do the one-year mark, if we do the one-year mark, we may come out with the T-shirts. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, may, uh, they may come out with the T-shirts uh, marking uh, the one-year accomplishment. So that's our story, guys, and we're sticking to it. And uh, I think Glenn's gone to sleep. Look at hey guys, look at this. He's out of it. Glenn is out of it. I hope he's asleep. Should we try to wake him? I don't know. It concerns me a little bit. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Glenn, wake up, Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Wake up, Glenn. I want to make sure he's sleeping and nothing else is wrong. Glenn, 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 Glenn. Wake up. Oh, man. A little concerning here. <laughs> this could be serious or it could be nothing. Is he breathing? I, I, didn't, I didn't. Let's see. Let me, let me check. I think he is. I think he is. It's hard for me to tell here. Oh, man. Glenn. Glenn, Glenn. Wake up, Glenn. Okay, guys. Should I give him a call on the phone or do we do it? Let's take a vote. Do we Do we think he's just asleep? <laughs> okay. All right. If he's breathing, I, we'll leave him alone. Okay. We'll leave him alone. Woo. This has never happened before. This is never uh yeah this is uh this has never happened before this is gonna this will make the blooper reel that's for sure yeah Glenn somehow I feel I need to call him with my cell phone oh man I mean can a person have a heart attack and still breathe I don't know I guess you can Glenn hello Glenn Oh, there he is. There he is. Hey, Glenn. How you doing, Glenn? 
Oh, man, I'm drifting off to sleep on you. Drifting off, man. You were out of it. We were trying to wake you up, man. We were, <laughs> Long were, day at work, getting hey, up at 5 a.m. I'm just hey, not cut out for this. Hey, man, you just uh, you just made the blooper reel for sure. We're going to have to. Oh, we'll for have sure, to, yeah. We'll have to say this, man. We were getting a little concerned, but we would zoom in, and we could see you were still breathing. So we <laughs> thought you were okay. We thought no, you were okay I just there, man. Didn't get my afternoon nap. I mean, it's oh, go to man. work, come home, and do the show, and I'm just not up for the 5 a.m. wake yeah, up call. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Oh yeah. man. No, Don, I'm not retired yet, but it's getting really, really close. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, boy. Scared me there, man. Nah. I mean, that was that just... was more exciting than the night we got slotted. <laughs> No, my phone is not in. I was going to go, go get my phone and give you a buzz, man. And see, <laughs> of course, I don't know where your phone was. If you didn't answer the phone, I, I was going to. Phone's right here. Oh, really? I was going to have to call the, uh, I guess, the county sheriff down there and have them do a welfare check on you. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh man. <laughs> All no, right. I thought about making some coffee before the show, and I said no because then I'd never get to sleep. Oh man, I tell you, I uh, I, I needed a nap myself. In fact, I I I laid down. I, I took two Tylenol, two Sudafed, and a Mucinex at six o'clock, and I laid down till six till seven o'clock, and then got up and got started getting ready for the show. So I could sure use a, a laying down and uh, resting yeah. too here, man. You know. Oh, no, I'm man. the same way, man. I didn't get a nap and just, you know, straight from work to here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, your your sleeping deal there, I, I, I wanted to try that one time in the car. You know, we used to stream all our drives to Dayton and stuff. And, yeah. And and uh, and I, I was going to fake the deal where, you know, the driver is asleep and his head's over on the window and we're going down <laughs> the road, you know. We're going down the road, but uh, I don't think we ever – we we ever really did that you know um yeah oh uh, uh let's see here oh uh, but i don't need it oh <laughs> uh, yeah you got a lot of people in the chat room looking out for you yeah i tell you no yeah. it's like i say you know i should have had a cup of coffee before the night started and i knew if i did i'd never get to sleep and i got to get up at five o'clock in the morning again Whoa. tomorrow so well, man, you know, hey, if you need to get up early, if you need to get out of here, cut out, man. Nah, you don't have to stay. We're I'm gonna, fine. We got about maybe 15 more minutes uh, for the show here, and we're gonna cut it off at at 9:30 our time because I'm tired too. And uh, yeah, it's been a tough couple weeks here actually, with all the things going on here. Oh, uh, and I've been working outside as much as I can. I'm trying to get all of my spring projects in now while it's not raining and and stuff you know we got the got the pool going on and doing doing some siding replacement and stuff like that and i want to get that all done as soon as i can yeah hey i just remember man I, you were in fairly good shape because we've got don in here we got papa doc yeah uh w-a-4-y-y-n is he's a doctor and he's in the chat room here uh i don't know if he was he may have been smoking a cigar out in the car. I don't know. That's usually what he usually does during the show. But if Don, if Don thought maybe we needed to try to revive <laughs> you, he'd have probably told us. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, you know, I've got Rodan right here. All you had to do was get yep. her awake. Oh, and yeah. She'd wake huh. me up. Okay. All right. She's off sleeping in the bookcase, though. Yeah. I'll see. You know, at least I had the sense to mute my microphone so you didn't hear me snoring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, well, I was afraid you, I don't know, I, we were yelling at you. I, I don't know if you, I thought you might have had your headphones muted too, man. I, no, what? that was just one of those 30-second micro-sleep kind of things, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. Oh, this is right up there, just like when we had Martin on the, on the here, you know, Martin... Martin used the uh, the Bluetooth microphone, and right in the middle of the show, he goes to the bathroom <laughs> and, and takes a whiz, you know, in the bathroom, and uh, all that. We had to cut to a commercial uh, sometime. <laughs> we didn't know what to do, but, uh, yeah. So between that and the swatting incident and, and you uh, you uh, going out on us there, uh, boy, we've had some excitement <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, now, like I say, I just need to... I need to retire and stop this getting up at 5 a.m. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I was never cut out to be an early waker and, you know, doing the 5 a.m. Fortunately, it's only for two days in a row. The bad news is it's Tuesday. Yeah. You know, Russ, I did find the show boring, and the sad part is I'm on the show. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how bad can you get? Yeah, I was afraid it probably it was it was it was boring there. Or hey, maybe no, it's, maybe we. I, when I get that way, it's like maybe no, we, I'm, I need to go take a nap. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, Glenn, just yeah, <laughs> keep an eye on it. Watch right here, Glenn. Right, right here. <laughs> Glenn, you're getting you're getting sleepy, Glenn. You're getting no, I, I don't dare fall asleep here because you'll turn me into a dog and have me start barking or something. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, all right. I don't know if I can make it another 14 minutes. <laughs> Gee, anybody in the chat room got anything uh, you want to talk about for the next 14 minutes? I'm I'm dropping fast. Uh, of course, I, I'm, hey, I'm I'm weathering it better than Glenn, but I I'm, <laughs> I am dropping fast here, guys. Oh, well, man. see, you're retired. You've got no excuse, man. You could sleep right up to the time the show starts. Yeah, but you know what happens is you sleep, and then somebody like Amazon comes and rings your doorbell like it's seven thirty. Exactly. And and you know they're not going to leave the package or something if you don't open the door, and you got to jump up and put your pants on. You got to get in there, and then you yeah. don't have your glasses on. You can't see. You got to turn the alarm off before you open the door. And they're already walking right. away, man. Walk, you know. Oh man, I hate oh, yeah. that. I hate that. Woo. Oh, oh yeah. But no, I'm slowly but surely getting this new book put together. Uh, like I say, I'm I'm in the research phase where I start tinkering with the new parts and new displays and new stuff. And like I say, I finally got a handle on the, the Bluetooth modules and how to make those things work and uh, to wrap some projects around those because, you know, the, the Arduino Bluetooth is not what you would normally think in terms of, like, your phone and your Bluetooth. Yeah. It's uh, these Bluetooth modules are strictly, think of them as wireless serial ports more than anything else. Yeah. Well, this uh, VFR I built, it's got 
It's got Bluetooth in it on this um, this ESP32. Yeah, the ESP32 has a more realistic yeah. side to Bluetooth. You know, yeah. it can do both. Don't know what I'd do with it, but I can I yeah. can Bluetooth it. Or I can't Bluetooth it. You probably could Bluetooth it. Yeah, that's on my list of things yeah. to do. And yeah. the thing is, the book is due September 30th, so I only have a limited amount of research time before I got to start producing stuff. Yeah. Hey, today is World Radio Amateur Day. So, hello, hello out there to all, hello out there to all you World Radio Amateur operators. Note in the chat room: Walmart on the air is the first week in July. So, Glenn, you, you ought to come over. And we ought to see how many of them work, man. You know, just like. <laughs> Heck, we ought to just go mobile and drive around Memphis and make a couple contacts from each of them. Yeah, yeah, we do. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Shut her down. I think we're going to do it, man. I, hey, 11 minutes. I got 11 minutes here. Uh, yeah, and and the reason, the reason we, the we've got a time room. set like this, guys, I, I'm trying to fill up. We've got a two-hour We've got a two-hour window on shortwave, and that's, that's the main thing that we try to do. Uh, to fill up where we don't have just uh, blank airtime. And uh, um, so anyway, uh, we're going to make it here, I think. Let's see. Is there anything else here fun fun to look at? I don't know. What what else do I got here? Let's see. Man, we can go to the beach if you want to go to the beach. It may make wake you up right there. We, oh, man, I'd be laying in we, the sun we, right we, now. We, I'm ready. We can go back to winter. We got a time machine no, no, here. No, no, go to winter no. there. Uh, I'd be asleep by the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're just showing how many different places I'd go to sleep at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's see. Hoping, we're hoping that, uh, I, I hadn't heard from Katie in a few days. We're hoping Katie will, will eventually get better and, and get back on here with us. Uh, she's seen in pretty good spirits after she had surgery here, uh, uh, this uh, a few weeks ago, and got to try to find out more about her and how she's doing there. Uh, let's see. Hey, hey. Here's a thirty. Here's a minute thirty-eight clip. I'm gonna run this minute thirty-eight clip right here. Think of how you could use this for an antenna. This this would make a good antenna right here. This is near our home over in North Carolina. So let me let me run in here, and. Uh, Look at look at that look at look at that antenna right here. Oh, you just load the zip line and you're set. Look at that, man. Hey, can you imagine? Hey, having a little KX3 or something, you know, with you as you're zipping across there, and you you hook it to the you hook it to the line where it slides down the line, and and uh, that would make a pretty good antenna, uh, I think. You'd probably have some trouble matching. It's kind of long. Uh, oh no, I mean they got random wire tuners. Martin makes a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, let me let me tell you about the cats and piling on. Um, they are well aware of my bedtime around ten to ten thirty, and um, they will come and get me when it is time, and then we will all head off to bed and by the time I lay down on the bed the other two are already fighting for their spots. Hey Glenn, here we go. Look, we got a good little opening right there. You see actually this is just a radio wave 
you know, yeah. as it trans as it runs down a random wire. I wonder what the wavelength would be on that. What the wavelength would be on that wire? Slow right motion. There. I wonder what the wavelength is on there. Oh, that's for one of those new low bands. You know? Yeah, one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twenty-two hundred meters or something right. like that. Right. Right. And Andy, no, oh, two is all I can handle. You should see Godzilla. When she comes down and says, it is time for bed, there's no arguing with that cat. It's get up and go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's 22 pounds of, I'm going to get your butt in the bed right now. Well, hey, man, it's, when you go to Dayton here in a few weeks, and it's just a few weeks off, man, bring me back something. Bring me back something good. Yeah. Well, you know, give me some money and I'll buy I, your tickets. I was going to say, you, need to, buy, you need to buy a ticket, uh, just a, one ticket for me and put it in the, in the barrel. Have you, have you ever won anything at Dayton? You know, I never, I was always so busy, I could never watch the monitors. I never uh, watched them. I think, uh, I don't, I don't think so. No, the odds are stacked pretty much against you at Dayton with, you know, 30,000 oh, yeah. people, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I've won. Um, oh, let's see. Well, I uh, won in Orlando, won the power supply in Orlando. I won a drone at FreeFest about two or three years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I win a uh, ARRL gift certificate, one of the hamsters. Yeah, I get, I get those and they expire. Yeah. Because I don't use them. So but, Russ, uh, uh, Russ is asking how my satellite stuff's coming along. Russ, it's coming along real good. Russ, this is a, instead of using it PC Sat 32 on my computer, this is an entire satellite system here in that box. It does everything that Sat PC or Sat PC 32 does. Uh, you don't have to hook this to a computer. It's all built in. Uh, it will control your radio. Just that one little cable there plugged into the CIV will control my radio and change the frequencies automatically it will also it will also turn the antennas and i've got to get my new rotors up my new azimuth elevation rotors and uh rick rick uh, brought me over some uh some circular polarized uh uh some better satellite antennas here's here's uh, here's a shot of a couple of them here it's the crisscross uh, vertical horizontal and matching and so forth uh so we'll, I'll be getting those up soon. I'm going to need a little help to, uh, you know, to get them up in the air, I think. But uh, I've got the rotors. Let's see, where's the rotors? I've got they've got the rotors right there from uh, Yezu that this thing will control. So it's all auto automatic. I won't have to touch a rotor control. It's going to track the satellite automatically. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting those antennas up and the, the two rotors here uh, up. So that's kind of where we stand here. Maybe in, within the next 30 days, I can get those up. All right. Well, look, yeah, hey, I guys, we are just about near closing time. I want to say thank you to everybody that tuned in and watched tonight on uh, our YouTube channel. Also, thanks to everybody that's listening out there on WBCQ shortwave on 7490. And uh, come back next week and, and, and visit again, same time, same place next week. And uh until then uh have fun and uh, yeah next week we're gonna start yeah. a betting pool on what time i fall asleep oh man yeah, i may be the one that falls asleep next week i don't <laughs> know man i don't know man all right well, good night everybody we'll see you 73 and let me you know what i'll close this with i'll close this with a clip from glenn right here oh lord 
So you're saying I can ask this cat any question? The cat is connected to the thing. computer. You just type in the question, it will read his mind. There's the answer, Cole. You're the man! I've been looking for this for weeks. So you're saying I can All ask right. this cat any right. questions? Okay. Good night, everybody.